This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's, Let's Drink, Drink About it. it. You're listening to Let's Drink About It, a podcast where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail pairing to go with it. I'm your host, Benjamin R. Harrison. And I'm Chris Bowman. And our lovely and talented guest is Claire Carosillo. Did I mangle that? You almost nailed it. Okay. Because <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing the, the two L's must be... Uh, must be pronounced the Spanish uh, way. Yeah, I think it's just a bastardized Italian last name. Oh. Caracillo. Caracillo. Okay. Do it one more time just so we have it perfect. Claire Caracillo. <laughs> Caracillo. Um, now, you're a writer, uh, and we'll get into this more, but formerly of Eater. Yes. And uh, uh, I'm a big fan of this piece you did on the, the Coupe Champagne glass uh, last year that... I, you know, it was like it, it's that like piece of bar lore that everybody just tosses around, and I, I'm so guilty of just being like, hey, you know, this is shaped like Marie Antoinette's boob. Yeah, and yeah, uh, it's a cool thing to impress friends with. Yeah, but I mean, it, that piece just knocked my socks off because I'd never thought at all about <laughs> all of the gender shit that is stuffed into that essentially piece of piece of mythos, and so. You wrote this. Well, maybe I'm not going to describe the piece as well as you probably can. <laughs> You've probably read it more recently than I have. Uh. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, the article was just sort of premised on um, there are a lot of throwaway myths in, in drinking culture and socializing culture um, that have to do with the human body. And the one that I focused on was uh, the champagne coupe, which... It's not a flute. A lot of people think it's that uh, that tall, long thing. Yeah, this it's, is actually it's, it's the round, rounded cocktail yeah. glass that I, I would say like ninety percent of the drink pictures we have associated with this show are <laughs> that's true drinks in coupes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess I mean I think it's trendier now that uh, for cocktails to be served in champagne coupes. I, right. I don't roll with a. Uh, champagne slinging crowd but i do uh, drink out of the coop pretty often yeah um at you know i think they're a little brooklyn bit bars less spilly than than the uh than the like perfect v-shaped martini yeah, glass exactly. it's got a little rim to it yeah. um yeah. but yeah it's it's this rounded shape and i mean i'll spill anything like <laughs> oh, oh same <laughs> yeah. um but the the rounded shape of it uh, resembles a breast, um, and there is an old myth that the first champagne coupe uh, was modeled after Marie Antoinette's breast. Uh, so I I did a deep dive into this to see if this could possibly be true, um, and I guess I just f- found out a lot of interesting things about the way that uh, often we make women's bodies into vessels. And I mean, this goes as far back as Greek and Roman mythology. Uh, there's there's um, a lot of European history involved in that. Um, but it's not true, we found out. Um, and I learned a lot more than I ever thought I would about um, <laughs> medieval glass blowing techniques. Yeah. Um, um, and then at the end of it, um, just as a, a small stunt that I'm often prone to do, uh, we went to a glass blowing studio in Gowanus and we got a champagne. Wait, coupe. They have glass blowing studios in Brooklyn? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, a real shocker. Um, <laughs> We got my left breast made into a coupe. I should have brought it for you to see. Oh wow! I I did I didn't even conceive of that being a possibility. Uh, but... I should have brought it. I regret uh, it. Yeah. Um. But uh, needless to say, the coupe that I had modeled after my own left breast in the grand tradition of Marie Antoinette and <laughs> Claudia Schiffer and Helen of Troy and Josephine uh, Napoleon's mistress. Um. It did not work for me. It's like this. 
Oh, and Kate Moss, right? And Kate Moss. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's this mangled piece of glass that I think <laughs> my roommate and I drank out of one time as a small joke to ourselves. Um, and I think it, it holds quarters now on my uh, on top of my dresser. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to have to make you dump that out. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, don't go down it's to the... It's uh, my go most the, prize trophy. The coin star <laughs> before, you know, that's full. <laughs> Um, I keep quarters in a uh, in a can that a bottle of Carpano Antica Vermouth came in on mine. Damn! So I'm gonna have like a thousand dollars in quarters. <laughs> yeah, for the time that's incredible. <laughs> I would say my cup size holds uh, five hundred quarters. Oh wow! So that's maybe that's a gr- uh, another great way to like cheapen your, your yeah exactly literal <laughs> um, putting a, a worth on my body. Um, yeah, well, I mean, and I think that like that's that that was what, like. I mean, it's like a cheeky, fun thing. And I feel like, you know, as many... I told my fiancé about that Kate, Kate Moss class, and she was way more excited about it than I was. But it's like... <laughs> and it's like one of those things that, like, if you never think about it, you can just let that that go on forever. And it's like, that's part of the patriarchy. Yeah. That's part of how it works. <laughs> I mean, these myths are really pervasive. And, I mean, again, you, I think, have to roll with a certain crowd that knows um, champagne coupe mythology. But, I mean, this <laughs> yeah. sort of stuff gets uh, brought up all the time. Um, particular, even just think about the way that we, like, talk about women's breasts when we say, like, call them jugs. Um, I mean, that's the exact same thing, like, turning a part of the body into a vessel. Yeah, or, mm-hmm. I mean, calling them cans, which I think... Um, I mentioned in that article is a very uh, widespread Arizona iced tea campaign. Like I think it's we love air, big cans or show us your cans or something like that. Jeez. Yeah. Class. Thanks. They really did that. They real class acts. Wow. Yeah. I never I never saw that campaign, but that. <laughs> well, here in Canada, maybe maybe you guys have less atrocious advertising uh, executives up there. Maybe maybe <laughs> fractionally. Yeah maybe. <laughs> um, do you, well, do, you get uh, to, do you get to, uh, when you go into these um, quote-unquote stupid Brooklyn bars, do you ever get to uh, shoot people down when they try to educate you on the glasses now? Like on the glassware? When you, you, oh, you know, oh, oh, certainly. Like- My, uh, the, the thing that I hate most, for better or for worse, is people trying to explain things to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, you, you had that on Twitter, like a, like a Google list you oh, have yeah. of... <laughs> Shit, shit dudes have tried to explain I, to you. I do have a working Google Doc that I've been working on for probably the past nine months called um, Concepts with Which Boys at Parties Have Tried to Explain to Me. <laughs> oh, um, boy. There's a oh, lot of that's good ones. Horrible. I can uh, Yeah, um, but, and often it's, it's um, these more highfalutin things like champagne coupes. But um, I remember one of my favorite ones on that list, or least favorite, is um, when someone asked me if I knew what the International Space Station was. <laughs> <laughs> I went to third grade too. Yeah. Is, uh, when I get frustrated. What? Um, but but to your point, um, certainly I love uh, to one up people with information that I have, particularly when they are dudes who are trying to come across as um, as the keepers of some sort of myth, yeah, or erudite, right, or, right, or, right. or what have you. <laughs> Um, I like keeper yeah. of myth. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Like he's uh, gathered ancient knowledge. He's that like, listen, he would love I was online share. today. Do you know what I learned? <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all get uh, sent all the same articles. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, not not to defend mansplaining at all, but uh oh, uh, oh, geez, I, here we I go. Do like, I do like explaining things as as a general concept and if it happens to be too late like if i'm explaining something about my movie to my fiance nothing better <laughs> maybe that's just how we're kinky or something i don't know 
Uh, but yeah, I, uh, that shit is like, is pretty fucking nauseating that, you know, you, and it, and it's, and it's like, how do you get out of it? You know, like, how do you, how do you even begin to say like, mm, actually? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a tough thing to navigate that I am learning to be less hostile towards people. And, um, I, I do understand that explaining things is a way that people start conversations with one yeah. another. I'm working on it. I'm doing some yeah. self work <laughs> It's also a ner- about openness. There's like a nerd thing about it too, where like, I think that, uh, I, I was just listening to the Roderick on the line podcast and they were talking about the, 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 like the Rubicon between geek and nerd is a nerd is not sensitive to, the fact that what they're explaining to somebody is either irrelevant to them or they already know all about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it and it's, and it's like a, it's like missing a, missing a social cue. And that is like, I think a dynamic that happens irrespective of gender, but maybe like dudes have like a, like a greater tendency and they're also like uh, acculturated not to give a shit. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, more. <laughs> yeah. I do think certainly, um, and at least the the groups that I've come to hang with, uh, this sort of nerd culture is just like another feather on someone's cap. Um, they're an enthusiast about something, and then it sort of becomes yeah. their entire identity yeah, to to show it off to other people, and in turn maybe be condescending about the topics with which you know they have some sort of passing interest. The uh, the hobby becoming your identity thing is, or your interest becomes identity, it drives me mental. <laughs> drives me mental well, I'm, all, a, I'm all for being enthusiastic about something or things in general but yeah when it yeah. becomes like the only thing you talk about mm, i think you you know you probably suffer from people tuning out when you that's speak. why that's why we started a cocktail podcast but then did not put mustache wax in our mustaches <laughs> that's it <laughs> i'm not wearing a waistcoat yeah I mean, I do, but that's that's different. Not when I mean, you're not when you're podcasting. That's that's have a true. Strict I, I rule don't think here. I've ever worn a waistcoat. The while only podcasting. rule we have: no waistcoats while podcasting. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, I didn't cool. follow through, though. I am wearing a waistcoat. Oh, jeez. Oh, Sorry. Um, I have a question for you too, as um, cocktail enthusiasts. Do you ever describe your fandom as you being like a cocktail nerd or a cocktail geek? Do you ever use that sort of parlance? No, uh, I do I not. I think we've. P- pretty much used the term enthusiast since we've started. I probably use the term nerd. I mean, uh, I think that I think that geek and nerd have really blurred, and I think that it's useful to like separate them as terms because there are kind of different, you know, there's different reasons for each one. But um, but also, geek and nerd implies that you have deep knowledge of something, and I can't yeah. actually claim to have deep knowledge when it comes to. <laughs> I aspire talking. to deep knowledge, but yeah. I, yeah so. Well, you're further down the tunnel than I am. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I aspire to deep knowledge, and then I constantly come across people that know way more about every that's a good facet thing, of this than I am, and so I don't feel like I can actually claim the mantle. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Shortcomings. We're talking about shortcomings now. <laughs> uh, well, uh, just briefly before we get to life events, uh, you also uh, wrote this article recently about uh, no liquid April. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I, I just I skimmed right before you got here, but I love the premise, which is basically like any any liquid that you would buy, whether it be like a bottle of shampoo or a frappuccino or a or an $11 uh, 
cold press juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you had a little moratorium for the month of April. Yep, I wasn't ab- allowed to uh, buy any liquids except alcohol <laughs> because. Uh, <laughs> That's an exception. Ruling, to me. ruling alcohol out yeah. would have been uh, too extreme. Not in I mean, the sense. How can you live your life like that? <laughs> Just sort of. I mean, it, it, that would be tackling two different issues. Whereas the yeah. issue that I wanted to, to sort of work on um, was my rabid overconsumption of things because I like to hold on to things, or I love using moisturizers in the morning. Um, right. And I got to the point where my life was so glutted <laughs> with old plastic bottles rolling around under my bed uh, that I put a stop to it for the entire month of April. Um, and it sort of started as a joke on Twitter, no liquid April. Um, and then I, I, of course, turned it into <laughs> a think piece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta get paid, you know. Gotta get paid, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it was um, um, mostly a success. There were times that um, I think I wrote in that article, like once I was incredibly hungover and I was going to meet my parents for brunch uh, <laughs> and I had to down a bottle of Poland spring in a deli without anyone seeing me. Sure. Um, but for the most part, <laughs> I'm back on the liquid train. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't learn much. Yeah. Um, speaking of Polish Poland spring, and this is a total, what a segue. <laughs> uh, I live in a very heavily Polish neighborhood and, um, uh, there's a like a Polish dollar store down the uh, down the street from me, which is like kind of an amazing like specific kind of dollar store. But one thing that they have out front is like bales of giant bottles of like drinking water, like but it's Polish bottled water that they're <laughs> importing from Poland, what? like the same way you would import like Evian from France, and and. I never made the connection Poland Spring. I mean, I, I think Poland Spring is probably named after something in the United States. I think it's like maybe some place in upstate New York. But it always drives me nuts. Like, why would the fuck would you ship water from Poland? <laughs> that is so <laughs> wild to me. Yeah. I'll have to hit it up after I mean, this. I mean, I don't know anything about, like, whether Poland has some amazing reputation for its water, but, like, <laughs> it seems like springs. plastic bottles full of tap water from Poland. Just, <laughs> what I, is the brand name on there? Oh, you know, it's all it's it's all, like, uh, semi-unpronounceable gotcha you know 18 letter name wow. and there's like lots of different brands too but uh yeah uh a weird thing i've noticed in my neighborhood and haven't really investigated at all <laughs> something else that is uh interesting about it i believe a, a polish owned business in this neighborhood is the communion dress store called white dream oh yeah yeah, um, yeah I, uh, I <laughs> have walked past it a time or two. And yeah. it, it sells like dollar store items and then also children's communion dresses, I believe. <laughs> yeah. It's a real sight to see. That's like yeah. a pretty pretty great, like that's a specific market, but you know, I'm sure it's, they're knocking <laughs> yeah. it out of the park. It's a one-stop shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, it's like us, you know, you find your niche and you, and you hit it hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're total communion geeks. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Or are they or nerds? nerds, you know, or it depends. Nerds. <laughs> Um, depends on how you define that. Um, well, uh, shall we get into the life events? We shall. Chris, what's happening with you this week? Oh, I got to experience, uh, the, the rare, the ever rare, uh, service industry sweet spot. <laughs> I'm uh, dying to know yeah, what that it's is. Yeah, it's real. It's it's super rare. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, how about you, Ben? Uh, I um, 
am in the midst of a week of bachelorhood. My fiance is out of town. What? What? Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Always looking for an opportunity for that arrow. Claire, how about you? What's your life event this week? I quit my job. Oh. Boom. In honor of quitting your job and the uh, the angling <laughs> for for work that a freelancer must do, uh, you're going to be drinking, Claire, the Fish House Punch. Uh, what is it? <laughs> uh, it's an ounce of Smith and Cross rum, uh, half an ounce of cognac, half an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of simple syrup, a quarter ounce of peach brandy, and a quarter ounce of lime juice. So uh, we're going to shake with ice and strain into a chilled punch glass filled with ice cubes and garnish with grated nutmeg. Incredible. Um, yeah, it comes from Philadelphia. And uh, I, guess it, I guess there's like such a thing as like a fishing club in, in Pennsylvania. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I only skimmed the Wikipedia article, but it looked like there was lots of interesting things. So you guys can go look it up. I didn't. We, <laughs> we uh, you know, Ben, we never uh, clear the drinks with each other. And this is the closest we've ever come to assigning, like for the call in this week, I almost gave that oh, wow. exact drink. Yep. Oh, yeah. Did it have the same name? Yep. Fish House Punch. Exactly. Damn. Dang. Didn't happen though. It was real close. Oh. Uh, well, I'm 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 glad because that would have been so embarrassing. embarrassing. What are the chances that two different life events have the same drink? <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty, what, pretty what slim, right? Unheard of. We yeah. assign the same drink twice in in a matter of a year and a half. You never know. Yeah, um, Ben, you're going to be drinking uh, the City of Gold Sling. Um, the City of Gold being your uh, your apartment, I guess. Um, <laughs> an ounce and a half of Heyman's Old Tom Gin, uh, half an ounce of 12-year uh, El Dorado rum, uh, three-quarter ounces of Don Spices Number 2. Uh, the recipes will include uh, on the website. Uh, one dash of absinthe, uh, half an ounce of lime juice, and a quarter ounce of orgeat. orgeat. Drink up, people. Uh, one dash of Peixote's <laughs> bitters and garnish with a pineapple wedge. Um, Oh, fuck. I didn't buy a pineapple wedge. Oh, well, I might have a frozen one. <laughs> uh, you're going to shake all the ingredients in a shaker with ice, then strain into a highball glass filled with ice cubes. Garnish with the pineapple wedge, or don't in this case. <laughs> Maybe I'll just garnish it with a lime wedge. I, I feel like a frozen pineapple wedge is a weird garnish. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. really rise to the definition of garnish. Probably not. <laughs> um, Chris, you just, you just throw it in the general direction of the glass. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris, because you got your mind on your money and your money on your mind, uh-huh. you're going to be drinking a gin and juice swizzle. Yeah. Uh, this is two ounces of gin, half an ounce of Cointreau, half, uh, one ounce of lemon juice, one ounce of grapefruit juice, three quarter ounces of rich simple syrup, uh, that being a two to one ratio, fresh mint and Peychaud's bitters. Yes. Uh, so you'll add roughly 10 mint leaves and the syrup to the bottom of a tall... Mixing glass, gently muddle, add your lemon juice, grapefruit juice, gin, and Cointreau. Fill the glass with crushed ice and swizzle the drink with a swizzle stick if you've got one or just a bar spoon if you don't. Uh, And that means like kind of rubbing the handle between your palms like like real fast. Like Like you're starting a fire. Yeah, yeah, lifting it up and down in the glass to kind of... A real classy uh, fire. Froth it up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, 
starting a fire in your belly. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so you'll do that for 20 to 30 seconds to chill and dilute and then add more crushed ice to mound up over the top of the glass and hit that with eight dashes of the Peychaud's bitters, which will give it a nice bright pink top mm-hmm. and garnish with a lemon wedge and a sprig of mint and serve with a straw. Awesome. I think put the straw in such a way where that mint is going to be right in your nose while you're sipping. (laughs) I forgot straws, so no straw for me. Wait, how did you drink that milkshake you had earlier today? Uh, I had a funnel. (laughs) I told you I drank it quick, right? I had a funnel. (laughs) You you did it rectally, huh? (laughs) Well, no, I wasn't doing a handstand. I was drinking it. People funnel beers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that the whole funnel thing was the butt funnel. No? <laughs> I was thinking it too. Yeah. Well, See, man, everybody's I'm out in the cold here. I'm out in the cold. I did it wrong. I drank the milkshake wrong, everybody. Maybe, maybe Canadians use funnels differently from Americans, but it's the only time uh, I've ever you know, seen Apparently, we drink milkshakes differently if you don't have a straw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go make the drinks. Uh, <laughs> Come back. Do it. All right, cheers. 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 This is by far the nicest looking drink uh, you've assigned yet. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, this is yummy. And the nicest tasting. Ha! I love mine. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I love this so much. Man. I want to marry it. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. This is a very good drink. This is a really good drink. And you have really nice ice cubes. Oh, thank you. I, uh... I will say I am a bit of an ice nerd. I mean, I'm not so much that I'm, I'm like, you know, making perfectly clear cubes or anything. But, uh, man, if I could like, if, if I, I would say that like it's an extravagance, I would permit myself to buy one of those $8,000 pebble ice machines. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm fucking into that shit. <laughs> it's worth it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's 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 break this down. You're 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 cutting cutting your your full time job off the off the ledger. You're going mm-hmm. freelance. Mm-hmm. Big scary step. Yeah, but you're young. Yeah, you can do it. I hope. I think I can. You're doing it. Do you think? I yeah. haven't. I, li- this happened an hour ago, by the way. I, my oh, last really? so um, fresh. That's the I, came from, event yet. I, I came from work on okay. my last day. Well, so you can tell us with expert yeah. opinion. It's still real the, raw. Does the fish house punch pair <laughs> with this life event? Let me take another step. Think about think about the, the notes. Yeah, I think this is right. <laughs> Mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of these things. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, so you were an eater, which is you know, owned by Vox, which is a big media empire. Yeah. Um, I'm sure a lot of big, big egos in the room. I mean, I'll, I'll, they have a lot of money. Um, yeah. Uh, they're... I've, been, I've been watching them snap up properties left and right, oh. Eater being one of them. Oh, big time. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think maybe uh, it does go against conventional wisdom. Right. Because uh, that's a company me... that is like <laughs> moving, right? They're moving. They're doing good things. They're, they're lovely people. Um, they're committed to... Diverse hiring practices. They write good stuff. They're cool people. Um, yeah. I am 23, and um, I had a, a pretty nice job there. Uh, so that's why this is maybe 
a move that seems a little weird. Right. Um, but uh, my job there was essentially um, writing tweets and writing headlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you won't believe these five. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I sort of, um, I was there for almost a year and... Um, I sort of learned the pattern of writing a headline that worked well on the internet. I mean, it's so crazy that I can, I can see a story now and like <laughs> write a headline in my brain. Um, uh. but I, uh, I wanted to write. I'm taking a leap. Darwin, no. Good for Darwin? you. Darwin's coming with me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm pretty terrified though. I, I, I don't know if I did thing. the right thing. It's yeah. a scary thing, but I mean, that's just it. Like, it's like anybody says, if you didn't do, you'd always wonder. And I think wondering is probably worse. I, yeah. I think so. And also, like, if you, if you worked there for a year, you, like, met good people who are going to be in the same business for a long time. And, you know, if, if, uh, if my experience as a lifelong freelancer has taught me anything, it's that if you can, like, if you can leave jobs like on good terms with the people that you worked with mm-hmm. like you're you're always going to be able to like put something together if if uh if times are tight you know i hope so i um they threw me a going away party yesterday and i i no. threw up at it oh, no. so i'm i'm hoping that i didn't tarnish my spotless just like, reputation just there. like nerves right you just threw up because you're nervous no i just I'm had <laughs> too much to drink <laughs> uh <laughs> And not even not even that many people saw it in this morning. I was sh- convinced that they had all seen me throw uh-huh. up. So I just started shouting, out on, like, shouting it. Email, yeah, it. no one was talking about it. No one knew. And I was just screaming it to my editor-in-chief today, like to <laughs> one of our executives, the founder of Eater. I was just screaming it, just <laughs> typing it. Yeah. Um, I overdid it, I think. Yeah. Talking well, about overdoing it. Right? Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Overdoing the overdoing. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I just did that like awful thing that people on Twitter do, which is repeat your joke slightly reworded. Yeah, yours. Sorry, yours is better anyway. It was punching it up. You're punching up. We always got to punch up. Uh, As I drink my what's it called? Fish Fish house punch. Fish house punch up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, probably the most tenuous name of drink pun based pairing i've ever done on the show you made it work though i made it work yeah. uh yeah i mean because it is i mean i think and writers specifically like you're kind of in this interesting space where like you're gonna you're you, the jobs you get were, are gonna be like basically thinking of things that would be cool to do and then going around and trying to find somebody that will pay you to do them. I mean, that, that seems like the dream to me. Yeah. Um, I, and I feel optimistic about the fact that I, I can uh, pitch things and that I can go to people and that I can think of these things to do and write about. But um, this is me saying this when I resigned and had my last day of work an hour ago. <laughs> um, so it remains to be seen if I actually can cobble. So we're still in the honeymoon phase. We're in the honeymoon <laughs> phase. Yeah. I still have at least three hours of this feeling left. Yeah. yeah totally. um, uh, I, I think next week, I, maybe on Monday, I might wake up and feel like I don't have a life anymore. Right. Uh, so I, I'm Tuesday. I'm, I'm going on a solo vacation to the Catskills just to shake uh, it up a little bit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, uh, that's great. I mean, your first vacation is, is, uh, as a freelancer is a big deal. 
Um. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I maybe don't deserve it yet. Yeah. The proof is not in the pudding yet, but um, uh, jokingly, I keep calling it uh, my writer's retreat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm probably not going to write anything, and I'll probably be reading YA fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to find out what, who those vampires are biting. Exactly. That's sort of my favorite, um, my favorite thing right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, th- I think that the thing that... I learned early on as a freelancer that's been the most helpful is that like it's pretty good it's pretty good practice at least for me and like I you may be wired totally different but for me it's really good practice to structure my day as though it's a work day even if I don't actually have anywhere to be okay and even if I don't actually have any work to do interesting so and do you mean like you put yourself on like a nine to five schedule not necessarily nine to five, but like whatever works for you. But like, I do like make a point of getting up in the morning. I go like, uh, I go sit in a coffee shop for an hour and then I come home. And now that I'm home, I'm at work and it's not, it's not pajamas and TV time. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, and, and so if, a good if, trick. if I don't have like actual shit that needs to get done like the the rules can get relaxed a little bit more but it's it's also good like even if you don't have actual work to like use that time to kind of gin up whatever the next thing is going to be throw some some of those revs into the system that you can only throw in when you're not trying to do something for somebody else which is like you know thinking of a new pitch like looking for websites that enable you to pitch like or whatever. I don't know how writing works, but <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. I, I haven't done this professionally yet. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid that I'm going to fall into the trap of um, taking my laptop into my bed with me and just like laying there for 12 hours a day and then sure. sleeping for 12 it's more. It's very tempting. I mean, do you do that or do you make a point to like not I, do like, that? I have gotten my, I mean, I'm 31. So like early on, fuck yeah. Yeah. But like at this point, I'm. I'm pretty good about like a weekday is a weekday. It's it uh you know, like I can uh I I hang out on the weekends when I don't have work and if it's a weekday like I'm trying to like you know, I you know, it's it's essentially a small business of me. Oh, and, yeah. And it's like, you know, You're not that if small, I, ben. if if I had to <laughs> if if I had to, you know, keep the doors open and the lights on like but i didn't have any customers what would i be doing i'd be cleaning the shop or whatever and and you know that's you know whatever like meta whatever metaphorical i like the one you're going with yeah uh you know like it's you find stuff to do like (laughs) writing exercises or start a personal blog that you know you could maybe use to get attention from something else or uh you know writing really fucking hilarious tweets, which I, you know, I often do a lot of when I'm super broke and unemployed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to a talk uh, at the CBC and it was a, a, a radio producer who was talking about freelance work. Um, and, you know, he had, he had known a guy that he didn't leave, like this guy worked from home. So, you know, right. in order to, to signify when, like the beginning of a work day, you know, some people have like a room or a space or, uh, or whatever but this guy had uh, a pair of house slippers and a pair of work slippers and he literally <laughs> oh my God. he would literally slip into another pair of slippers and yeah. then that would be the the, the signifier that his workday had begun you know well, i think that yeah that's huh. what my trip to the coffee shop in the morning is for me it's like it's my commute it's like if 
And like, I, I make coffee for myself at home now a lot more than I used to. But for years, I was like, I don't care if it's more expensive. Every morning I leave, I sit for, I can sit for, for an hour reading a book or whatever. But when I come home, I'm at work. Because, I mean, I lived in like shitty small apartments for the entire time that I was like getting my career going. And so I had like tons of roommates. I didn't have an office. I I didn't have like a separate bedroom that had my desk in it. My desk was like 13 inches from my bed. And (laughs) I needed to like not be in that little shoebox all day. And, and if, you know, if you come home and the bed's made and the desk is sitting there, like, you know, it's, it's a different, you can like, and and it, it is just about like coming up with whatever little trick. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't need to be like grandpa freelancer. No, th- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gleaning a lot of wisdom. I've um, I've essentially been going on. Um, ha- I've been getting drinks with all the freelancers that I know lately, like grilling them with interview questions. So this yeah. is this is exactly what I've been <laughs> trying idea. to get from people for the for the past month or um, however long I've been sort of in this boat. Um, and that's what I hear. Like, you gotta have a little routine, a little bit of neatness. You gotta know when to hold them. You gotta you know, know when to hold them. Uh, you gotta practice self care. Yeah. I think my thing might be, um, I, whenever I wear my glasses, I feel like I'm in sleepy time mode. Oh. So I think maybe just putting in my contacts when I wake up. There yeah. you go. That's, could that's be, your, could those be are my your house slipper. Yeah, exactly. Work, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, it's 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 the suit and tie, you know, around the house, like, the, just like whatever, whatever, whatever it takes to cast that spell on yourself. Um, but I think it's important, too, that you're com- you're confident in the fact that, you you know, you've got the skills where you can pitch, and, you know, you've got good ideas, and, I mean, it's just a matter of, like, landing the first gig, really, I think, for you, you know, and that's, I, it's I scary so because too. you know, what's that? I know I agree, and that, yeah. that's the scary part for me. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can I totally understand it, but I think uh, judging by the work you've done, I mean, if we're talking writing gigs, I mean, it won't be long. Don't worry hey, too much. Thank, thank you. Yeah, don't sweat it. <laughs> I yeah. appreciate that. Thank you guys. Um, Bowman, this drink is really pretty. The uh, gin and juice. Oh it's damn! Got, it's got the like. Look the, at those bitters on those, top. Yeah, isn't that nice? colors. Man, I'm telling you what though. Damn, a straw is necessary. Really? My oh, face no. is frozen. How's the funnel going? <laughs> no, there's no... Well, it's really... I've been talking to you guys now for about 20 minutes on my head. So, uh, it's... You know, the <laughs> oh, rectal God. drink is... Oh, no. Anyway. I'll tell you a little secret, Chris. Mm. Before... Uh, so, we, uh, we recorded the episode of Let's Drink Milkshakes about it uh, that you all heard last week. Mm-hmm. A uh, couple hours before... Claire came over to record this episode and right before Dave Hill got here I was like fuck I don't have any straws for these milkshakes so I went down to the bodega and I bought a coke and made the guy give me like a fistful of straws (laughs) (laughs) to to drink my coca-cola with that's a hot tip well I mean that's that's the uh that's the broke-ass freelancer way of getting lots of straws it's creative I like it there you go you probably work in a place that stocks straws. You could just, you know, steal them from the mailroom or whatever, right? Me? Yeah. The mailroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the restaurant or the bar I work at. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I could. Uh, but I'll tell you something. 
this honestly is the the best drink you've I think you've given me so far. I mean, really? the uh, space gin smash. The key ingredient here is gin, I suppose. But oh um, yeah, but uh, Com- common denominator. Yeah, but my God, is this a good drink? And I think tomorrow my day will be full of these. Oh man, <laughs> maybe mine too. Who knows? Um, you know, I uh, last week went over to some friend's house and I was like, I'm probably going to be there all night. Probably going to be doing a lot of drinking. I'm just going to buy a bottle of gin so that I'm not like hitting their their liquor cabinet too You're hard. Caught out. I, I got there. I handed them the bottle of the gin. Uh, they handed me a drink and then they were like out to dinner. And I just didn't know like what their schedule was going to be. <laughs> so I just bought them like a really nice bottle of gin and had to leave. So I think after this episode is done taping, I may call them up and be like, hey, what about me coming and cracking into that gin that I brought? Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Class act. So I'll bring, I'll bring all the other ingredients of the gin and juice swizzle and I'll, and I'll uh, make myself... A popular dude despite my incursion into their lives <laughs> yeah by 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 sharing these i actually have swizzle sticks and uh they make all the difference i think i mean oh, a bar nice. spoon would I... work in a pinch but the swizzle stick is yeah where it's at so what it's like it's like it's like four little fingers at the bottom of of like a stick right and does it's it just... look like one of those old-timey head massagers you know what mine is actually uh it's a um it's a Hendrix. It's a Hendrix swizzle stick. So it's got oh, like it looks like a little branded, like a, a little club at the bottom, like a little Ooh. mallet. You know, like a reflex test for oh. your knees. It looks kind of like that. So, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, like a like a triangle mallet. Uh, not a triangle. <laughs> the reflex test one is a triangle. Yeah, it is well, a then triangle. okay, then I'm not. That I'm talking weird out of my uh, burnt umber triangle. <laughs> yeah. Why is no. it that color? I don't know. It's it's a super specific color though. It's only found in one place. Maybe it's just one company, and that's their brand. <laughs> Somebody tried to come out with a blue one, and everybody's like, "That's that's brand X. Not going with that." Well, listen, um, you guys, you guys had a long weekend last weekend, was it not? Or is it this oh, weekend? Oh yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, we were we were remembering our fallen. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a weekend, a long weekend, the weekend before you guys. Just what were you remembering? Uh, it's the great forgetting. We have, uh. we have a great forgetting in this country. Okay. Uh, yeah. we, we want to forget every Good year. riddance. Yeah, where we are. Yeah. Um, but uh, so this was the, uh, the service industry sweet spot that I'm talking about. It was, uh, it was a Monday. It was the Monday night, the end of the long weekend, where mm-hmm. uh, the people that are so inclined to party are on their last legs. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it's like just pure exhaustion, right? <laughs> At this yeah. point, people are just the, like, can't so take the, anymore. The people that are inclined to party, i.e., you're as a bartender's nemesis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, it was, it, this was like the, the room was full of locals. And, and like, it's not often that you get people from the neighborhood and, you know, you know, maybe half the room and everybody's really low key, having a great time, you know, drinking and, and having fun. Right. But totally being respectful and enjoying, you know, we had a couple of great, um, our friend Graham Walsh was DJing that night, and uh, oh, on the ones and twos, on the ones and twos, <laughs> and all, he always brings it. Uh, yeah. and our friend, how's oh. he doing with our new theme song? By the way, we're working on a cool new theme song. Oh. Yeah, real cool. Uh, I, we, I don't mean to speak out of school. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we should probably leave that. It's. Uh, I think it's. It's. Uh, there's not much needs to be done, but uh, it's a matter of timing. I think you know. Well, I think he needs to. Remix it. There it is again, everyone. Uh, 
anyway, it was just one of those nights where it was really busy and, you know, my head was down and I was working, but it was, you know, when you're working hard and having fun at the same time, they don't often like, they don't often meet, especially if you're dealing with, I feel like I see you in that mode at Max FunCon. That's, that's absolutely true. Like, like when I'm behind the bar at Max FunCon, that is like, that's just a good time, you know, yeah. but that's because you're in a room full of like-minded people. It's similar to this situation I'm describing right. where, you know, they understand and like, you know, they're, they're uh, patient and, you know, they're not overly demanding or, you know what I mean? It's just right. everything. They're not a bunch of self-entitled douchebags. Oh God, <laughs> like Friday, Saturday nights, you know what I mean? Like that's kind <laughs> of, you know, you, you, you get, you get a lot of great people on those nights, but you get just the people that really test you, you know? The monsters. And yeah. Yeah. They test you. But, uh, uh yeah the room was humming and it was just like you know i came away that night just thinking oh my god why can't they all be like this you know why can't it just totally. be this nice all the time but uh i suppose it, it, it couldn't be that way because if it were it wouldn't be as special but um yeah this is uh i'll tell you so so you're you're also laid back with your mind on your money and your money on your mind <laughs> Yeah, it's, but you weren't. I, I, I assume you weren't smoking Indo. No, I wasn't, and I was hardly <laughs> or rolling down the street. For I that mean, matter. if you can be if you can be laid back and like sweating buckets at the same time because you're you're like just jamming drinks out. Yeah, yeah that that might have been the case. I I don't I don't imagine the gin and juice in that song is as elaborate as this cocktail. <laughs> no, I think it's actually gin and juice. Yeah, just probably. Just, yeah. I mean, it would be a way better and funnier song if it was like sipping on fucking whatever gin swizzle I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and then they describe how to make it like, oh, yeah, make like you're making a fire, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's a, it's really great. And uh, uh, I wish I could be there so you guys could try it and I could try the other two winners you're sipping on over there. Yeah, man. Uh, what's mine called again? Gold? Golden? City Palace? of Gold. City of Gold. Right. Uh, Sling? That's it. City of Gold Sling. Man, it's so good. Um, I think it's, you, I, I mean, you know, taking a real quick aside here, I think it's high time I come down to New York so we can make yeah, a bunch of drinks. It is indeed. Yeah. Um, anyway. The, uh, so you've given me a bunch of old Tom Gin drinks in the last <laughs> cu- uh, few episodes. Have I really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, the one I drank last cocktail episode. Uh, was also an old Tom Gin beverage, and uh, I didn't have a bottle of it, and I'm a little bit bummy right now, cash-wise. I hear you. And I, I looked it up, and it said it's the midpoint between London Dry Gin and, and Geneva. So did you mix uh, the two? So I just, I've just i been just doing a half-and-half, one-to-one. Yeah. Amazing. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's a good approximation, but... Um, Man, this, you know, the drink this, I'm this, drinking may be a completely different dude. Thing. In this economy, in this economy, man, I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. You're just you're being resourceful. You know, it's a lesson yeah. for all, right there. I mean, I'm you know I'm getting ready to sell my film to Vox Media, so I'm you know I can hook you up with someone there. Yeah, I need I need those contacts. You know, I actually did um, I did shoot some video for The Verge, uh, uh, South by Southwest two years ago. Huh. So. Yeah, I'm down by law, you know. <laughs> got a got a nice compliment from the guy that started video at the Verge. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, so huge, you know. huge. It's a you've pretty been, high honor. You've been yeah. knighted. I can't remember the guy's name or even what he looked like, but mm, yeah, same. <laughs> I remember that it happened. <laughs> I should know. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, 
the media world, man. It's like consolidation big time in those internet companies. It's crazy. They love verticals. Yeah. <laughs> they love other. the word vertical too. Yeah. I mean, Engadget, which I worked at for years, owned by AOL, mm-hmm. which also owns like the Huffington Post and all these things, just got snapped up by Verizon, I think. What? Which is like, <laughs> you know, like it's crazy. Like they're... they're are so many like big moves happening right now. I feel like we're going to have like, like five years ago, you would read about like, Oh, we used to have like 90 big media companies in this country. And now we have six. And I feel like we're going to have like eight now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why I had to get out. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. There's reason reason enough right there. Yeah. You don't want to be part of that filthy operation. Hell no. No. I write for myself. I I don't want to be on the inside. I want to be outside begging the inside for work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's way better. Seems like a much easier option. True debt. I think so. It's, um, it's a cleaner option anyway. Totally. A lot more noble too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so Ben, I mean, uh, you're, you say you're midway through this uh, week of bachelorhood. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. So uh, Rachel is in Los Angeles um, doing various wedding related activities. Sure. Um, I think she she actually went to the venue today with my father to like do uh, some measurements for the chuppah that he is building for Aww. us. So uh, uh, that was like a funny surprise. So like like she was like in the car with him and she called me and I was like, so weird to think about the two of you driving around Los Angeles right now. <laughs> it's so incongruous. What do you think they were talking about? I don't know. I can't even imagine. <laughs> Probably. I mean, they only have one thing shit. in common, really. Chuppahs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, talking about how great I am. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, it's 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 always like, I don't know. Like, I think that it's partly a dude thing, but partly just a like nobody is checking in on me thing. But like, I did like for the first two days she was gone, like not do anything to like keep the house in order <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. And like, so like I got up like, I got up today and I was like, there are two bikes in the middle of the house. Like <laughs> they could be out on the, on the balcony or locked up outside there. And I'm listening been, as I like, look at two bikes in the middle of my house. One, one of, <laughs> one of them was literally in the bathroom, like leaned up against the sinks and I had been reaching over it for two days <laughs> oh to, like, to like shave and wash my hands and stuff. That's hilarious. Uh, like, you know, the, Everything was a fucking mess. And I was like, give me a break. Like, I have people coming over today from the outside world. I cannot have this. <laughs> but uh, it's very easy to, like, let that let that go. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I, I enjoy my bachelorhood when it happens. But I also, like, you know, I miss, I miss my lady. And, uh, oh, man. It's, it's, uh, we don't, we don't even need to get into, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that's uh, that that little break, I suppose, is like a. It's nice, but it's nice to know there's an end in sight, also, right? Right. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like um, this one has been maybe easier on an emotional level than past ones because the dog is here, Aww. and I get to like pal around with him all day. Yeah, and. Um, uh, I mean, I think he's like a little bit confused about what's going on because Rachel hasn't <laughs> been around. But, uh, but, but I think that like, uh, 
uh, yeah, and it's a little weird. Like when she texts me, she's she's not like, "How are you? I miss you." It's how are the how's the dog? I miss oh, the yeah. dog. <laughs> Take a back seat, buddy. Yeah, from I mean, here on out, man. You're not I, married I, yet. I think that's basically how it works, right? Like, and then it's gonna be the kid. Yep. Yep. Slash kids. That's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you had your time in the sun. Yeah, yeah. At, at one point, I was the apple of her eye. Mm-hmm. Now it's this pooch. <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's uh it's it's i think uh i've mentioned on the show before rare that she's the one that's gone and i'm here because i travel a ton for work and um i'm gone all the time i'm sure she's like got whole systems of dealing with with it but uh yeah but i'm like uh yeah you know, like 2 a.m. PlayStationing. You know, oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I should probably like That's one kind of a system. Because I That's have one like kind a of a system to deal with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's called the absence of a system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's my life event this week. Uh, this drink per- pairs perfectly with it. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, like that it, I like that it's got lots of weird ingredients because that's exactly the kind of thing I need to keep myself preoccupied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, I mean, it's... it's it, Weeks like this, I mean, I, you know, as we, we, we recorded the uh, Milkshake podcast not long ago, and, you know, in the past, it's, it, I'm a bit jealous of the, uh, what's it called, Bana- creme de banane shots and stuff, but man, oh, I, sure. this week, I wish I had both the milkshakes you guys are drinking, and <laughs> both the drinks you're drinking right now. Oh, man. <laughs> Chris, uh, I'm, I don't mean to twist the knife, but... No, please do. Uh-uh. You're uh, not going to be able to come to my bachelor weekend, which is uh, I know me me and a handful of uh, close personal friends are going up to the uh, to the countryside, uh, upstate New York. Going to uh, hang out on a lake and make feasts. Um, oh my God! Stop it! That is twisting the knife. My, my, <laughs> my friend Michael Hoffman at Hoffman at Hoffman. Uh, there he is. Has invited me. He, his his uh, his wife is out of town right now, and uh, he's at home taking care of their two year old daughter by himself. And he invited me over to his house uh, tomorrow to make homemade creme de banane with him, so we can take it up to the bachelor. <laughs> oh my weekend. god, that's amazing! <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Well, I did. Uh, I don't know how many drinks Michael went with, but I did uh, give him the drink list for your weekend. So. Um, oh man, that's great. Yeah. So uh, I, I I'll, I'll leave my thumbprint. That's awesome. Uh, we're gonna miss you, buddy. We'll pour we'll pour, pour some one out. banana out for you. Yeah, make like make the most elaborate fucking drink, then dump it over the deck. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I like to roll. Yeah, we'll do that that pitcher of creme de banana cocktail that <laughs> yeah. we made Adam Pranica make that one time. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Oh man. oh man! Remember that time we had Adam Pranica on and he drank an entire pitcher of cocktail? Yeah, that's pretty funny. That was great. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, Gotta have that guy back on sometime soon. Um, well, uh, I've gabbed on for so long. Gab, gab, gab. It's all you ever do. Chris, uh, we did get a drink request from one of our favorite listeners. Awesome. Would you like to hear it? Let's have it. Hey guys, it's Ash Harris, longtime listener and several times drink requester. I have another life event I could use your drink pairing help with. 
My husband and I are gearing up for a year's worth of stress as we prepare to sell our current home while building a new one. I know things are never going to go as hoped or expected throughout this process, but hopefully it'll pay off in the end. Bonus points if you give us a bourbon or rum drink, as those are our favorite spirits. Oh, bonus points. And I'm sure we'll be turning to this cocktail again and again over the next several months. Love the show. Keep them coming. Thanks. Well, Ash, Ash, I'm never one to shy away from bonus points. Yeah, gotta get them them sweet points. Oh, yeah. I love points. Especially the bonus points. Um, Okay, so... You are, um, as, as I slowly make my way through uh, both the PDT, uh, Death & Co., and actually the uh, Dale DeGroff uh, book, you're going to be uh, drinking another Death & Co. drink. So uh, this right. one's called Howl on the Hill. They don't be- fuck around there at Death & Co. <laughs> no, we don't. This one is going to, you know, blow the head off you, actually. Um, so it's called Howl on the Hill. We could maybe call it House on the Hill. I don't know that your house is on a hill, but in this case it is. <laughs> um, it's uh, an ounce and a half. Hey, of... Ash, good news. We found you a hill for you to build <laughs> yeah. your house on. A perfect plot of land. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's an ounce and a half of El Dorado 15-year rum, half ounce of Santa Teresa 1796 rum, uh, three-quarter ounces of Carpano Antica Formula Vermouth, half ounce of Fernet Branca, one-quarter ounce of Yellow Chartreuse, and a dash of Vieux Pontelier Absinthe. Wow, that was tough. Whoa. Uh, Stir all the ingredients over ice, then strain into a coupe. No garnish. Um, God damn. A coupe. A coupe. This is the yeah. first coupe yeah. of the show. Damn. Yep. And uh, bonus no points, garnish. Bon- bonus points if you get that Kate Moss one, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do they cost? They, they were like really expensive, right? Uh, the Claudia Schiffer one, it was like, I don't know how to convert pounds. Oh, yeah. They're expensive though. Who knows? Well, the dollar's very strong right now. This is true. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fucking so weird to think about the more i think about it that it's like a like a it's just like a i i love your 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 phrase of the article it's a way to keep women under glass <laughs> thank you that's uh this that's is the kind of thing we're talking about like you're gonna have no trouble you're gonna Whoa. be like, oh my goodness no shazam yeah. that's a fucking killer turn, line turn a thank phrase you, you got uh, it so girl. much yes yeah. wow you guys are really uh Boosting me up right now. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's yeah. the alcohol. Don't un- un- unfortunately, <laughs> un- unfortunately, neither of us are in a position to offer you any work. Yeah, can I have two jobs from both of you, please? <laughs> ho- ho- hopefully, the people that are are as impressed as we are. <laughs> um, um, okay, well, that so sounds like a. Are you gonna? Yeah, I'm gonna give the the second one. You're right, though, <laughs> oh. Ben. That does sound like a good drink. I know. Um, mm-hmm. I I cut myself off. Good for you. Uh, we have another request. Uh, we do, only because this one came in sort of, uh, I think it came in this afternoon, and it, it sounds to me like it might be time sensitive, so I'd like to uh, uh Okay, you got to move on it. Yeah, okay. We have a, we have a few uh, voicemails in the queue, though, so keep those coming, people. We really appreciate when you call stuff in. Absolutely. Um, um, so this one comes from Joey Monk. Uh, he says, hey, guys, I love your show. I've been listening to your show on long train rides through the Scottish Highlands. I'm about oh, to finish up nice. my study abroad at the University of Strathclyde here in Glasgow, and I was wondering what kind of cocktail I should have to bid this beautiful place farewell. All the best. Dang. Keep up the good work, Joe. Um, so, uh, I decided to go with what else but a, a scotch drink. Uh, ah, got to. So, uh, this, is drink, this drink's called the Banks of Isla. Um, it's going to be, and it's so interesting, right off the top, six fresh curry leaves. Uh, an ounce and a half of Laphroaig 10-year scotch, uh, three-quarter ounces of lime juice, half ounce of cane sugar syrup, 
we'll give you the recipe for those. Uh, uh, one teaspoon of grenadine and the garnish of one fresh curry leaf. So in a shaker, gently muddle the curry leaves, add the remaining ingredients and shake with ice, then double strain into a coop. Boom! Another coop. Gar- garnish with... <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's enough for me to make a whole chest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good observation, Ben. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's it. That's your drink. So... Um, Ben, wow, actually, what's really, your opinion? That sounds really I, I, cool. I should have asked you with the last drink because there's very specific alcohols there. What's your opinion on, uh, you know, maybe uh, swapping them out or lesser ingredients in terms of in terms of the brand names? I think that. Do you in have a do you do you fall one of, way or the other on that? In the case of Carpano Antica, I think it's a pretty specific type of vermouth and there's there's other people that break it down like Italian vermouth and French vermouth are different enough that they don't use one in the other's cocktails. Um, I think that substitutions are fine in the case of vermouth as long as it's within color, but I think Carpano Antigua is special enough by itself that it's, you know, it doesn't taste like, you know, Martini Rosso to me at all. So I think that it's its own thing. Right. But I think some of the rums, the some of the rums seem to be, well, like, you know, if, yeah, well, you, like with is, the rum, you can swap out another fifteen totally, year or something. Like if you can't, or like you know, it doesn't have to be fifteen year, I suppose. But I when think we get that, that specific, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I, you can do a little digging if you need to, but make sure you make those drinks. Thanks, Chris, for those uh, two different drinks, and uh, everybody should take pictures and send them. In. Do it, Claire. Yeah. How do people find you on Twitter? Oh, you can find me at Clocaris, C-L-O-C-A-R-U-S. Clocaris. Clocaris. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I highly recommend Claire's writing. Um, you can find it. In, I mean, they're not deleting you from the website, right, on Eater? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, so you'll still be you'll still be up there. Uh, I'll try and remember to put a link to your uh, to your coop story in, um, <laughs> in the show notes because i think it's like i thought it was such a cool piece of writing and uh thank you uh, it was referenced it's been referenced a couple times on this show already, yeah so yeah just we, so you know oh yeah. that is so amazing um love to hear it yeah <laughs> uh, my only fans <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, uh, and do you have like a personal website or anything oh that people you can, can find like my weird blog slash real writing that I've done it, clocar.us. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Um, you can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris B. Chicken. And Benjamin at Benjamin R-A-H-R. And you can follow uh, the show at Drink About It, and you can also go to letsdrinkabout.it for the recipes from today's show and all past shows. And we have Tumblr and Instagram and Facebook and all of the other stuff like us on facebook we got like a whole bunch of new likes on facebook recently yeah, so that was really exciting that was really nice yeah um yeah tell tell your friends about the show and and rate us on itunes those are the two <laughs> things that you can do that really help us absolutely um, um both claire both you are the, welcome do back. both of them claire you're welcome back anytime and next yeah, time seriously. next cool. time you come when you come back maybe you can uh, maybe it'll be like a, a lesson in uh, how to be a successful freelancer yeah yeah sounds good thanks right. i look no forward to i'll that. be back in one week <laughs> <laughs> boom you knocked that right out of exactly. the park uh well, we'll success we'll be back at you <laughs> next week with claire with more life events <laughs> and more drinks that go perfectly with them later potato don't choke on your rum and coke 
it's like it's like 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 uh and like uh